Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. The doctrine of revelation. When we talk about revelation or the doctrine of revelation, we're not talking about revelation as in the book of Revelation. We're talking about revelation as in insight, understanding, and uh, our spirits being enlightened by the Holy Spirit, revelation knowledge. Paul prayed for the church in Colossae and he said he desired and prayed for them that they would be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Spiritual understanding is revelation. God gives us insights. You know, there's nothing like a revelation from the Lord. It just motivates you and give you a new look at whatever God wants you to see through a different lens. So tonight we're going to delve into the doctrine of revelation. The God of the Bible is one who reveals himself to his creation. God desires for us to know him. It is in man's best interest for him to, to know God, both individually and corporately. You know, in, as individuals and as the church community, it is important for us to know God. Paul, towards the uh, back end of his life, said in Philippians 3, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. So as a man who experienced different dimensions of God, had been through a lot, even in the more advanced years of his life, is champion in the cause of knowing God. You cannot properly represent God if you don't know him. If you don't know him and get out there to represent him, then you are going to be a misrepresentation of God. And that has happened so often across the world with Christians. They have a genuine desire to win people to the Lord, to be a witness for God, but they did not spend time to properly know God so that they can represent him properly. And it did not work. I find it interesting how, when you look at the scripture, how God do his thing. You know, Moses was in preparation for about 40 years on the backside of the desert before he took up leadership of Israel. Jesus spent 30 years of preparation for three and a half years of ministry. From the day Paul had that Damascus Road experience to the time in Acts 10, when the, whole, the Bible says the Holy Spirit said, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work that I have called them. That was about 10 years. Paul was in preparation for about 10 years so that he could represent God and the kingdom properly. And it is, a, it is very important that we pay attention to preparation so we can represent God properly. In fact, preparation is the key to excellence. Anybody who don't want to train, who don't want to prepare, will never become their best. So it is important to put 
yourself in a position to properly represent God. God creating man with mental and spiritual faculties indicate his intention that man know him. However, since the fall of man, these mental and spiritual faculties have been compromised and severely compromised, I might add. And man cannot of himself discover God. So God in grace and love has taken the initiative by giving a progressive revelation of himself, consummating in the Lord Jesus Christ. Man can only personally know God through Jesus Christ. That is why Jesus said, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. When we talk about progressive revelation, I maybe want to hasten to, to, to bring some clarification here because when we speak of progressive revelation in God, we're not talking about God changing his mind or adjusting his position as some may teach. God does not adjust his position. Progressive revelation is about experiencing and growing into new dimensions of God. So we can't understand everything that God wants to share with us on one level. So as we grow in God, God will reveal more and more and more and more to us. So maybe if God had said something, some things to you 10 years ago, you wouldn't quite understand it. But now, if he speaks certain things to you, you will know exactly what he's talking about. So hence, progressive revelation. He reveals to us according to where we're at and our capacity to understand at the level that we're at. One of the greatest motivation in life is discovery. If you are not making new discoveries, you will become more vulnerable to, to quitting. The more you're motivated and the more you understand about God or anything that you're pursuing in life is the greater the energy and the motivation will be to continue. People quit walking with the Lord, quit their marriage, quit all kinds of stuff in their lives because there is no motivation. So it is important to have revelation from God so that we can stay motivated. When we get new understanding, new insights of the things of God and how the kingdom work and who God is, it will motivate us. When we practice principles, the principles of the kingdom and see them unfold before our very eyes and see the benefits of them, see them working, see them transforming and all of that, there will be more motivation to continue. That is why we cannot just be religious that we're laying up mansions in heaven and waiting to go to heaven, but don't pay any attention to our time on earth. It is important to stay motivated. Peter and the other disciples were with Christ for a, a while, but in Matthew chapter 16, the Bible says, said that they came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi. And Jesus asked them, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? Now remember, Peter and those disciples were with Jesus for a little while. We talk about progressive revelation. 
some say, some answered the question Jesus asked saying, you're Elias or Elijah or Jeremiah or other of the prophets. But then Jesus asked Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus responded, flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you. Oh, understand that flesh and blood, meaning that it's not your natural mind that told you that, but my father, which is in heaven. In other words, you've got a revelation. That's what we're talking about. And he said, upon this understanding, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In other words, the gates of hell is not going to prevail against you when you get revelation from God and progression. The Greek word apocalypsis, I hope I got that right. It's spelled A-P-O-K-A-L-U-P-I-S. Apocalypsis means an uncovering. It means to uncover or to unveil. It best represents what is meant by revelation, right? It means to uncover or to unveil. So in theology, revelation refers to God unveiling himself to man and communicating truth to the mind of man, which man could never or could not discover in any other way. So it is imparted truth, which could not be discovered by natural reasoning. I want to read a few scriptures as we go deeper in the doctrine of Revelation. And I want to start with 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. Well, let's read from verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, the Holy Spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. So the spirit, the Holy Spirit, who is omniscient and know all things. The Bible here is telling us that God has revealed the things of the kingdom of God to us by his spirit. We could not otherwise know them. So that is revelation that we're talking about there. If you read 2 Corinthians chapter 4, you will find how it says that the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, or the unbelievers, that they should not obey the truth. So in other words, Satan's strategy of trying to keep the unbeliever from serving the Lord is to try and block revelation, block understanding, blinded the minds of them which believe not. The devil will do everything to fight you out of revelation. That is why he doesn't want you to pray. He doesn't want you to pray for an extended time. He doesn't want you to spend time with God because you will get revelation that way. He doesn't want you to read the scripture. That's why you fall asleep reading the scripture so many times and you're so busy and it's difficult to find the time. It's a strategy from the enemy to try and keep you from spending time with God where you can come into the knowledge of the truth. Because remember, when you come into the knowledge of the truth, he's going to have to back off because you're motivated to go to new levels in God. 
So the Bible says he has blinded the minds of those who believe not, that they will not obey the truth. The opposite of revelation is, is darkness or blindness. And for everything that God does, you know, Satan try and come up with a, a fake version. So it's fake version of revelation or to suppress revelation is darkness, keep you in darkness and reveal his darkness to you. The devil want to keep you in ignorance. He will fight you for every ounce of revelation from God. But guess what? You have to fight back. You have to fight back at some point in time. You can't just sit down and say, the devil don't want me to know and he's fighting me. No, you have to fight back. So you have to come up with the strategies to spend the extended time with God. You have to come up with the strategies to read the word, to, to read the word consistently, read the word of God so that you can get the revelation that God intended for you. Let's read Ephesians chapter one, verses 17 and 18. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, just bear in mind that this is Paul praying for the church in Ephesus. The church in Ephesus had some serious spiritual warfare issues. Uh, you would see how Paul addressed it, addressed it in even more details in chapter six about put on the whole armor of God. But there were some, some serious issues there in Ephesus. And Paul was praying for the church in Ephesus and he prayed for them that God would grant unto them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ, that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, that they would have revelation and that they might know the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So interestingly, Paul is praying here that the eyes of the believer's understanding would be enlightened. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we see where Paul is saying that Satan hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. So you see that Paul is battling against those situations and pushing back against what the devil is doing. So it's a good prayer to pray over your brothers and sisters at church in your devotional time, to pray for your church, your congregation. It's a good prayer to pray constantly that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. It's a good prayer to pray over your life. Lord, I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ upon my life every day. You can pray that over your life. And as you pursue God, you're going to see new dimensions of God. Man was created in the image and likeness of God and was created with certain uh, faculties which enable him to receive from God. These faculties set apart man from the irrational creatures made by God. In other words, the, the lions and, and the rhinos and all of that, they don't have any sense of reasoning to say, well, I'm just passing, I'm not troubling you, so don't, don't bother me. The faculties that God has given man sets him apart from those kinds of stuff. Man is superior 
to animal. So in that, he is endowed with a will, with intelligence, with conscience, and a spirit that can know and worship God. The word know, K-N-O-W, very interesting word. It is found over 1,300 times in the Greek New Testament. And uh, Pastor Randy, our former pastor, overseer of Faith Christian Fellowship, always says that the reason he believed that it is found so many times is because God wants us to know something. So knowing God was always a mission of God. He always made the way for us to know him. He built us with the faculties to know him. And when things happen where the devil intervened and tried to cut us off from him, he still made a way. God sent his son Jesus to reconcile man to God so that man can know him. However, when man fell, the, the function of these faculties were severely compromised. And though man partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he fell in a state of spiritual ignorance and spiritual darkness. Interestingly, the tree is called the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the trick that the devil played on Adam and Eve was that, hey, listen to the name of the tree, knowledge of good and evil, tree of knowledge of good and evil. So if you really want to be as wise as God, know more, then this is a tree to eat from. But God had already told Adam not to eat that because the revelation that he needed would come from God. So man, by disobeying God and doing his own thing, following the enemy, caused these faculties to be severely compromised. So in the fall, man became what you'd call totally depraved in the spirit, soul, and body. His mind, reason, understanding, the Bible says, became dark. He was alienated from the life of God and became an enemy of God in his mind by what the Bible called wicked works. And we want to read something on that from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 and, and go on to verse 18. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their minds, having their understanding darkened and being alienated from the life of God. So in other words, because their understanding is darkened, remember their, these faculties are compromised because of sin. It put them in a position of being alienated or cut off from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. And of course, that is what the devil wants. And because of the blindness of their heart. So you see that the enemy is seeking all the time to keep us ignorant of the things of God. He doesn't want us to know the word of God so we can grow in the things of God. 
He wants to keep us ignorant of the truth. He wants to separate us from the revelation of God so that we would not grow and become all that God intended for us to be. The fact that man is a created being, but now a fallen being, indicates his need for revelation from God. And of, of course, except God takes the initiative and reveals himself to man, it is impossible for man to discover or to know God. If, because man can't just do it of himself because the faculties have been compromised. God has to reveal himself. He has to take the initiative. So Paul declared that the world with all its wisdom could not know God. We see that even over in Genesis when all the magicians and soothsayers and all of them were called in by Pharaoh to interpret his dream, but they could not interpret the dream. It was Joseph by the spirit of the living God, by the Holy Spirit that was able to interpret the dream. So as I said, Paul declared that the world with all its wisdom could not know God according to 1 Corinthians 1.21 and that no man could know the things of God without the spirit of God revealing it to him. Let's, let's read that one. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 down to verse 16. It says, for what man knows the things of uh, a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. No one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. That's the Holy Spirit. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So the Holy Spirit is the one who reveals truth to us. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually Discern. The natural man, talking about your natural mind, cannot really uh, understand, process the revelation of God because they're foolishness. So it, it, it is the Holy Spirit that reveals it to man. But he who is spiritual judges all things. All right? He who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. All right. So we 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 see the word of the Lord uh, continuing to teach us there and show us that that which we understand in God is not our own effort, but the Holy Spirit that gives us revelation. But again, you have to seek it. Continue to seek it. Now, the trickery is of the enemy 
is that the enemy wants to keep you thinking according to the realities of the fallen world and not the realities of the kingdom of God. So, you know, sometimes human logics wants to take dominance to say, well, if you can't see through this, how is it possible? This is why the element of faith in God comes in because sometimes God asks you or lead you to do something and it does not make sense to your natural mind in that moment. But if you take the step of faith and obey God, you will never ever be disappointed because God will reveal even new dimensions to you. And this is why in Galatians, the Bible says, walk in the spirit, walk in the spirit. When you walk in the spirit, you will um, grow into new levels in God because God will lead you into things that when you obey, you're going to see other dimensions that you never saw before. And for any one of us that has been saved for any reasonable period of time, you would have experienced that where God told you something that just didn't make sense to your natural mind. But as you obeyed God and stepped out on what God was saying, you saw the plan of God uh, being revealed and you came out of that experience saying, God, you are awesome. Because you just could not see the other side of the coin. God always knew what he's doing. That is why it is extremely important, very important to be led by the Holy Spirit so that he, the Holy Spirit, can download into your spirit those things that pertain unto life and godliness. Sometimes we have decisions before us to make and we have choices and it is the Holy Spirit the leading of the Holy Spirit, the revelation of God that helps us to make the right choices. Otherwise, you know, our natural mind would lead us astray, but God is awesome. In St. Matthew chapter four, the Bible says, Jesus himself declared this. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God or by the proceeding word of God. It is in that chapter that we use the two Greek words, logos and rhema. Logos meaning the written word, rhema meaning the revealed word or that word that is alive, revealed by the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by the proceeding word of God or the rhema word, the revelation of God. So it is that which comes alive in your spirit. It is the revelation of the Father God. And Jesus himself said that man need the proceeding word of God. Man need the revealing, the revealed word of God. Man need the rhema, the revelation of God to survive. Whatever Paul said by the Spirit of the Lord or Peter is very well accepted as the word of God. But I'm just saying, this is the Holy Spirit himself speaking or God himself speaking. Jesus said 
by the Spirit of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, by the natural things, but by the revelation that God gives. So among the things the Holy Spirit do is to guide us and lead us into all truth. That's revelation right there. The Holy Spirit, one of the mission of the Holy Spirit in your life is to guide you and lead you into all truth, to show you things to come. And this is why you have to continue to spend time with the Holy Spirit. Now you can also understand why the enemy make up so much stories and lies about the Holy Spirit because he wants to disconnect you from the Holy Spirit because he knows that if you spend time with the Holy Spirit, then he's the Holy Spirit is going to lead you into truth and things that uh, had you bound and things that you struggle with all of a sudden are going to be no more because you're going to get answers from God that will take you beyond those stuff. One more scripture I want to read here is John chapter 16, verse 13. Jesus said, How be, however, when he, the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit, and notice he calls him the spirit of truth. He's the only one that reveals truth. Every other spirit reveal lie. Any, any spirit that is not of God speaks lie. So no, no demon spirit can reveal any truth to you. Don't listen to any demonic spirit telling you anything because they don't speak the truth. The, remember that the devil can't speak the truth and demons are from his camp. So when he, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth. In other words, he will bring revelation to you. But for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. I believe that there are aspects of the journey in your walk with the Lord that is just possible without God. And when we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us, there's some things that we'll never ever struggle with again. Remember in prayer one morning, the Holy Spirit shared with me that he said, you, you know, you cannot be discouraged without your permission. Never ever heard that before. I processed that and he started to share with me a little bit more, but he said, for you to be discouraged, you have to consent to it. You have to agree to it. If you feel discouragement coming on and you refuse to consent to it, you cannot be discouraged. You cannot be discouraged without your permission. And as he downloaded in my spirit that morning, oh, that was like a, a lightning bolt. Just understanding that I, I never had before. I don't have problems with discouragement anymore. Many, many years. I, I don't get depressed. Not because I'm super spiritual and more special than anybody else, but because I got some truth from the Holy Spirit that helped me to cross that bridge. So I'm saying to you, there are different areas in your life. 
there's truth that the Holy Spirit wants to share with you about your finances, about your body, about your relationship, about your purpose. But you have to spend enough time with him for him to guide you into that truth. If you don't have time to spend with him, then you lock yourself out of that truth. We appreciate all the Bible teachers throughout the ages and certainly those in contemporary times that would have inspired us personally through books, through media, uh, through the spoken word and, and other avenues. But there is just nothing like going to the source for yourself. When you start going to the source for yourself, that is when some other things will strip away so that you can be refreshed. And as you continue to be refreshed by the source, more and more things will strip away. Every one of us need to be connected to the source for ourselves. Yes, we thank you for tuning into Bible study and for receiving the word. And we thank you for coming to kingdom celebration on Sunday mornings and all of that. That's great. But it is more important for you to be connected to the source for yourself. Because when you hear from the Holy Spirit for yourself, that's a big difference from hearing it from Pastor Deans or anybody else. The Holy Spirit is the real teacher. He's the teacher of teachers. He is the source that we have to tune into. The Holy Spirit is the source. You cannot spend quality time with Holy Spirit and not get revelation. It is not possible. In Acts chapter 10, we see both the Gentile man Cornelius and the Jewish man Peter, both were connected to the source and were praying when they got revelation. That is not to say that the revelation only comes during the time of prayer because you could be driving down the road and you could be doing dishes. You could be doing different things when revelation starts flow in your spirit as a result of spending time with God. So it, it, it don't always happen during the time of prayer. That's what I'm saying. But the, that time of prayer and spending time with God will produce that result. Whether it be when you're in your bed or even when you're watching television. But the Bible said Cornelius was a man that prayed and that prayed always and gave alms to the people. And God, the Holy Spirit, appeared to him and told him to send for Peter, which was in Joppa. He sent men for Peter. Peter was on the housetop praying, connecting to the source, just like Cornelius connected to the source. So you see, when we all connect to the source, we're going to be connected with each other. So Peter was on the housetop praying, and the source was speaking to him. And he's saying, but, you know, God, I, I don't eat anything common or unclean and that kind of stuff. 
God said, what are you talking about? You can, but I cleanse, you can't call common or unclean. So the Holy Spirit gave him revelation and showed him that the Gentiles were equal to the Jews. That unlike Peter thought, the Jews were not superior to the Gentiles. Oh, how people in the world need to get that revelation today. That the rich are not superior to the poor. That the whites are not superior to the blacks. The blacks are not superior to the, the whites. The Asians are not superior uh, to the Indians. The Holy Spirit gave Peter that revelation to the point that the Jewish people came down on him to say, man, what are you doing? How, how in the world could you go pray for the Gentiles to receive the Holy Ghost? You don't know that's not supposed to happen. He said, what do you want me to do when the Holy Spirit give the Gentiles the Holy Ghost? What do you want me to do about it? I am saying Peter was saved for 10 years and did not know that the Gentiles could receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It was the revelation of the Spirit, the source that humbled him, brought him to a place of saying, I can't, am I in the place of God? I can't hold back the hand of God. If God says, then it's so. I'm saying to you tonight that there are some stuff that God wants to show you about your life. Not to try and expose you and to let you feel humiliated. There's some stuff that God wants to show you to help you to go to a next level in him so that you can be more productive, so that you can be all that he wants you to be, that you can know ahead of time things that are going to happen so that you can be properly prepared. It was the source that revealed to Joseph in the Old Testament that there would be seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine so that he could help fare to properly prepare. There is nothing greater and more important than being connected to the source of real revelation, the Holy Spirit. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegobay at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at fcfmobay and on Facebook at fcfmontegobay.